Hello, welcome to Exit Through the 2010s, or a podcast about the movies of the past 10 years. I'm Jack Draper. With me is Claire Williams. Um, dude, I would love to know what's the best thing you've seen recently. If, if anything, let's start this out. So yeah, from now on, that's how we're going to start each podcast because I'm 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 a bit dry. I'm, I didn't I'm really think we'd address it. I no thought we'd bits. just be like, okay, moving on now. <laughs> I think we should because everyone. I know people are going to be upset. I'm upset too. Like I wish I could just you know they come to me once in a while, but they're not consistent. So this is how we're going to start it from now on. I think it's a good icebreaker. What's the best thing I've seen recently? Um, are we I, mean, fire I think up all three of us have seen the, the diary. Green yes, I. Yes, but we've all seen, all, all three of us here have seen The Green Knight. I think Jamie and I just saw it today. Yes, yeah. indeed we have. Mm-hmm. So that, <laughs> I saw that last night. The theater was surprisingly yeah. packed. It's the same. I mean, it's the it's summer like the of same Death thing with, like, the lighthouse. Gotta show up. I guess, but, like, How it's still, boy like, summer. and I could, t- I could tell that a lot of people in the theater were not into it. And I wanted to kind of, like, stand up in the end and be like, what the fuck did y'all expect? Did you watch the trailers? <laughs> Right, right, right. Like, did you watch the trailers? Like, what did you think was going to happen? This was the movie. This was always going to be the movie. we talked about it in an episode, but it's it's like you and I went into theaters for The Lighthouse, and they were, like, rowdy and, yeah. like, pretty pretty well uh, well stacked. But it's, but it's like, wow, that's the one that we're going to be, like, hooting and hollering about. But then I feel like The Green Knight is kind of tame. Yeah, The Green Knight was almost sold out, and yeah. also The Lighthouse was sold out. And it's like... What? What? Really? I mean, I'm right. I'm glad you guys are watching yeah. it. This is taking great. a chance like, on something m- The smaller. more the merrier. But yeah, but it's like, but then if they usually come out of it like disappointed or mad, and I'm like, well, what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like that. I, I kind of I, I didn't have. Um. I I had a different experience than you did. I was one of like six people in my theater. Um. And I think all of us just stood up and applauded. <laughs> like, there wasn't anyone um, <laughs> sleeping. But we all were, we kind of, like, we didn't talk about it. Like, I didn't talk about it with five other strangers. But I, I, we kind of looked at each other leaving. We're like, look at what, what that was. <laughs> oh, we we kind of, like, yeah. stood up and huzzahed, you know. Hell um, yeah. But, was yeah, it a matinee? Yeah, I, I went like, to a 2 when, o'clock, when two o'clock show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Friday. That's not going to be packed. I went to a uh, th- I went to a Thursday morning you know. showing over at TIFF to see the oh. house. <laughs> nice. How many How many people? Oh, it was it was a uh, the uh, whole auditorium was full. Did you stay for the oh. what the about the Green with uh, Defoe Pattinson? Oh. Um, it was a pre- it was a press screening, uh. so it wasn't uh, it wasn't that. Oh, a press screening. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Big Shot. All right, we're just laying our cards on the table. Okay, all right. Um, for so, you, did you see the Green Knight in theaters, mm, Jamie? Yeah. Yes, I did. I did see the Green Knight in nice. theaters. And how is it, how like packed? Was it not packed? Was it packed? It was actually pretty empty. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm not surprised by, but uh, also my uh, local Cineplex. Um, they are not. They're straight up not allowing people in if you didn't get at least one that's vaccine. Good. That's, yeah. that's good, good for them. Yeah, good for um, them. Yeah, yeah. My, my MC is just having this sign on the on the door like, "Fully vaxxed. You don't need a mask, but if you're not, then like it was sort of like Donner system. They're doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's a whole other right, right, right. bag of bones. I, I do want to shout out something I didn't see in theaters, but like now, like it's now like one of my new favorite movies is Crimson oh, Tide. Oh my gosh, of course. The Tony Scott right, movie. Stone Cold Master. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, guys, you've yeah. got to watch yes. Crimson Tide. It's yeah. so, so good. I it's watched like, it for the first time on Disney Plus over excellent. here. Excellent. Oh, the Canadian wow. Disney Plus. <laughs> That's the perks. Yeah. What a yeah. beautiful, beautiful thing it is. I, I'm just Tony like, Scott Tony rolls, Scott fucking yeah. rolls, guys. Let's and like Denzel. I mean, there was like actor. the and there was what the debate actor. recently, but I think we can all agree like Tony is better than Ridley. You know, like we can. You no, know, for me, for me, it's pretty well, obvious. I need to watch you know, more Tony, but I think it's like to, I think it's like Tony on the whole. He has a more consistent style that you can recognize, even if his movies don't work. Whereas if it's Ridley Scott. A lot of his films, when they are mediocre or bad, they feel like they could just be directed yeah, by any director. Yeah, I, I agree. But even even when uh, Ridley Scott is at his lowest, it's at least a, a bit interesting. It's not completely um, anonymous yeah. sometimes. I mm-hmm. I think with like Ridley, why I would argue maybe he's better i don't know i need to watch more of tony scott's filmography because i've seen some of his like i've seen top gun and Beverly hills cop too but like i watched it so long ago that i can't properly give my mm. opinion on it so i've mostly just seen like um uh the unstoppable which is a fucking banger man on fire which is a banger and crimson tide which is like one of my favorite new things ever so it's really only three movies maybe one more um but Red Spy Day, i've Game seen rules. a decent amount but like blade okay i need to watch that um but mm. like blade runner and alien are like top 25 movies ever kind of movies like and i'm not saying that's like cold like a fact or whatever but like they're that like stone sure. cold masterpieces that are and like, and i mean i think we shouldn't cold, forget like, that, that they came back to back to one another cinema. like those like the ones you punch of those yeah, yeah. it's true pretty incredible yeah. so it's like it's like maybe the hires are a little bit higher yeah. Ridley, maybe in my opinion, but like consistency wise, like so far Tony yeah. has been more consistent for me. Um, mm-hmm. should we get uh, some chalk on our hands? Start climbing this wall or anything else that we've seen is good it, recently? Yeah, so that is chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Yeah. The William, Tan- William Tangerine Pre- Dream Pre- score. That on of course. Yeah. Blind yeah. Buy. Great, great score. Uh, uh, the I, uh, Jonathan Demi Manchurian Candidate. Mm, yes. Great movie. I'm, I've just been into yes, Denzel. I, know, I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I've been watching a lot. Um, I, I think Demi's uh, Manchurian on. Candidate is like on par with uh, Frank, Frankenheimer's. So. It's. Oh, that's a bold take. It's. I, I, it's closer than what people think. I don't. I don't really understand why it's so maligned. Not maligned, but like so. Like people, it's a lot of shrugs for that one. But like, I think it's. I think it's pretty... It's, like, the definition of what I want a remake yeah. to be. Is It's, like, it takes, the like, the core of the material, but, like, reworks it into different ideas. And also, like, you know, use different kind of um, subtext and background on it to make it more, like, modern. While also keeping the core of it, but also introducing new ideas. It's, like, it's like if I, what I want remakes to be yeah, is that. It's, it's, like... Whether it one succeeds of the, I mean, or not. Sort of, like... We mentioned the early 2000s movies on our Citizen Four episode, and you can easily insert uh, Demi's Manchurian Candidate remake into that. Like, 
so eloquently capturing the, the 2004 anxiety. Uh, I, 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 I the I Olympics are going on, and uh, I, I cut up with the documentary Tokyo Olympiad on HBO Max. It's, it's sort of like a workmanlike doc on the 1984 Olympics. Uh, it is the... Oh, 1964 Olympics. Another Whoops. Not that movie. one. Uh, but it's like three hours. Mm. It's like nearly three hours, but it's just so... Ca- it's, it's sort of like you, you get into this rhythm watching all these these uh, uh, supu- so like superior athletes complete at the highest level. Um, but it's it's just great. Mm. It's, it's... What have you been watching recently, Jamie? What's what's one? one I've been watching a lot of. uh, I've actually been watching a lot of Hong Kong movies together with uh, with a friend of mine. I uh, I just recently watched uh, Johnny Toe's A Hero Never Dies with him, and I also showed him Peking Opera Blues. And have either of you uh, seen that one by any chance? It's on the watch list. Oh my god. I've seen a decent amount of Johnny Toe stuff, but not Mm. that the one you mentioned. Oh, Peking Opera Blues is actually a. it's a Tsui Hark movie, and uh, okay. it's a wild, it's a wild movie. But from what I know, it's uh, Quentin Tarantino did say at one point that it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And to put it lightly, it's like a movie that mixes together a an espionage, an espionage thriller, an action comedy, and a very serious historical drama into one. And it just shifts between all three of the. All three of these tones without ever being jarring and conden- and condensing that into what, around an hour and a half it's um sounds it rad. Is amazing i don't even know why uh, i don't even know why this doesn't even have a proper american home video release under the, mm-hmm. if you unless you could really call the uh, hong kong rescue blu-ray yeah. a proper release it's a shame it didn't have like someone but, else from the yeah. states shepherding it over to home video like uh like you mentioned tarantino shepherding yeah. over uh like chunking its price or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hong Kong Rescue did have, uh, does have it, but the thing is, uh, they're not really, uh, they, I've been uh, hearing that they do have some fairly sketchy measures when it comes to home video, uh, home video mm-hmm. releases at least, but, yeah. I, I don't know. It's better that better we have that than not, yeah, not having yeah. it at all. Some, at it's some, something is better than nothing. Yeah, this oh, is true. wait a minute. Uh, you mentioned Blade Runner earlier. I just I just realized your poster. Oh, okay, that's that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wait a minute, yeah. it's been here this whole time. I made it. I made a mistake <laughs> earlier that we don't immediately get chalk on our hands and climb this wall with uh, Free Solo. That's the 2018 Best Documentary Oscar winner. This episode, Jamie, how did you get into movies? Mm-hmm. And Jamie Rubinall is here with us. Hello, I hello. Uh, got in. Hello. Yeah, I got into movies when I was around 12 years old. I saw Alien over at the sleepover party with some with some friends, and I feel like that was where I found my interest in movies just really kick-started. And Alien, you said? My, it's a movie that I oh, still... Okay. Yes, yeah. It's a movie that uh, I still come back to every other every few months or so because I, uh, I feel like I'm just... Uh, I feel like I'm only just uh, loving it more and more with each subsequent viewing, and it feels... It's one of those movies that I keep watching, every new viewing feels like it's the first one mm-hmm. all over again. Totally. And it's one that I'm just really dying to see in theaters at some point in my life. Awesome. And, and so... I, I, 
that's like the perfect sleepover movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, for, it is. like like a sleepover like you know it's you know it's very dark in the sense not in like you know it's <laughs> literally tone, it's I there's mean, a lot of dim lighting. lighting yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it it feel it feels like you know it's like it's very methodical it's like you know it's like a horror movie but in space but it's just one of the best horror movies ever made yeah yeah that too I, I don't know, that just seems like that whole when you're in a sleepover you kind of want something like exciting you don't want to watch something like just like whatever because like this is a special thing we're all like over here like you know we're sleeping you know in the mm-hmm. same room together like we're just like we're having a ball we're having you know having fun let's do something like let's make this like at yeah. least interesting and make this special and so let's watch something that's really although thrilling. i think you do need to find the right crowd for it because it's a, li- a little bit like you can't show a little kid uh, the first Star Wars when they're too young because like that late 70s filmmaking is a little too patient for modern audiences but I think once you're like okay like you should see some more um, some more older blockbusters then it's like the perfect recipe yeah um. and Alien's one of those things where it's so but it like the effects are so I mean they're so practical but they don't try. they yeah, don't try either. to do anything crazy like when you watch the first Star Wars you see like I think every everyone when they watched it, you see like door like how the doors open and close like vertically. It like you know it you could easily tell that they speed mm. up the frame, and it, it's this very mm. jarring cut. With like there there isn't like any kind of weird, not weird, but there isn't any kind of those effects in Alien. It's usually it's all done pretty simply. And I mean the only one thing maybe that it doesn't age well is um, the android. Like you can tell that his head's like through a, like a table or whatever. Spoiler. Like, or like, Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, um, I forget the actor. Yeah. yeah Ian yeah. Holmes. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Ian Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell that like you could easily tell his like body is like below the sure. table or yeah. whatever, and you could just see his head. Then when it's like a, when it's a wide shot, you can tell that mm-hmm. it's a fake. Um, but that's like the only thing. Besides that, it's usually one. It's 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 filmed in a way to really it's a bit like jaws in that way like you just need to like be conservative about how much you want to show the monster so you went you saw alien with a group of friends but then where'd you take it from there you're just like oh my god i need to see more monster movies or (laughs) kind of like kind of like that yeah then i that's how i ended up uh seeing uh that's how i ended up seeing jaws for my first time and um, and then I uh, wanted to kind of seek out a lot more. I kind of wanted to seek out a lot more, more films within that realm. So I, uh, so a few friends of mine would later introduce me to some of the works of Guillermo del Toro. And then that also kind of, uh, that also did kind of kickstart a, uh, an interest in watching films that aren't in English. I mean, it wasn't the first one that I saw that wasn't in English. I think the first one I saw in that would be Bicycle Thieves on TCM. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Very similar to Alien, like very very way. similar. Ridley Scott borrows from Victoria De Sica. If there's anybody that'd be an influence, you know. Victoria De Sica's bicycle memes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's right. Like Alien, yeah. That Alien. By the way, that's Alien awesome, or Aliens yeah. here? What's the vibe? Okay, good. Alien. alien? Oh, okay, good. Alien. Good. We're all we're all in agreement. No, no and, arguments. Oh, I um. J- Heck, you uh, noticed my uh, you noticed my Blade Runner poster in the background. I'm sure you've also noticed the other poster that I have right, right here. And, and I, I think someone else here might be fond of the other poster. That's, yeah, it's my it's it's the. <laughs> that's your favorite movie of all time, so, right? I actually that's, just that's like your number one. Yeah. It is my favorite movie of all time. I just huh. got a poster for it actually huh. too, and I'm about to frame nice. it. Excellent. Oh, it's nice. like the, and probably is like the same exact poster awesome. that you have. Awesome. 
Left it. Oh, it's great. Oh, that's such a good oh. poster. It's like that okay. early '80s. It's so, it's so indicative. Those those kind of like, that's all you get. Like um, the '88 Batman. It's just, just the symbol. Just like Keaton Nicholson. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all you. When was know. the first time you saw <laughs> yeah. a free solo? I actually just saw it earlier this mm. month. Um, what did you go yeah. know about it going in? I just knew it was the Oscar winner, and it did win the uh, People's Choice Award for Best for a Favorite Documentary over at TIFF when it came out. And I uh, think that, the, if I remember correctly, I think it was it also did have some special showings over at the IMAX Cinesphere, which is rarely ever used as a TIFF venue, but they had to make an exception for this uh-huh. one, because some scenes were filmed at IMAX, so... Yeah, I'm sure it was that climax. Let's yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, for myself, I, I remember this coming out in 2018, and I saw this um, on Hulu when it drops uh, during award season because I knew it was competing for the Oscar and it was likely to win. Um, like I said last week, uh, Icarus, this, and American Factory are the only ones that I saw knowing that uh, they are competing for the Oscar and it's likely that they'll win. And, um, yeah, I was just super impressed and... Um, as as someone who like did a little bit of rock climbing as a kid at the YMCA near my house, like it was pretty cool to see like, like sure. a total professional and uh, go out and do something that I was definitely afraid of. Were you? Uh, I, I mean, it was it was fun. I don't know how to def- I don't know if I can remember good or bad, but like I definitely enjoyed it. It was it was one of those. You weren't like. You weren't catastrophic, no, no. obviously. If you were catastrophic, then you would like this, remember. Yeah, like you this were wasn't freshman year in high school, trying football. Like this was a lot better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. you. I got you. Yeah. All right. That's dope. So, Jack, when's the first time you saw Free Solo? In 2018. Yeah. No. Oh, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just said that. Uh, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. I thought I I, I no worries, no worries. My bad. Um, boy. It, okay. It, that's now that's, it's your turn. That's great. Because um, this is your first day here. <laughs> now it is my turn. Wait, did you see Free Solo? In no, theaters? I saw it. Did you mention that? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I also I didn't really... get to see it in theaters. Sadly, Man, but I feel like I, I, I feel like I would have liked mm-hmm. it more if I did see it in theaters. Same. Yeah. I mean, I. So I saw it, I think, in 2018, too, before it won. Um, like, the first time... This is the only doc I've seen beforehand of this, like, in the 2010s that before they won the Oscar. Or before we started this <laughs> When you fired it up for this mm-hmm. new view, and you're like, finally! Yes! <laughs> yeah, One that I've right. seen! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know context! <laughs> the, I... Yeah, exactly. I can look at my phone at sometimes. No. Um, but I know what's like, going to happen in the next scene! <laughs> I... I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also saw it on Hulu. I really wished I saw it in theaters because I think it's, because that's the charm of it to me is the how technically incredible the rock climbing stuff is filmed. But I, I watched it at home. I was still pretty mesmerized by it by just like the technicality of it all. Um, I was pretty engaged. I thought it was pretty engaging. It definitely wasn't my favorite doc that year, at the time. Um, like was I, your favorite I, doc that year heck, possibly like, one that we've already covered <laughs> i already know what my favorite yeah. doc that year was oh shit well 
at the at the at the time, I actually liked "Won't You Be My um, Neighbor" okay. more than "Minding the Gap." Obviously, my opinion, I my yeah. opinion on that has changed over time. Like, but "Won't You Be My Neighbor" was definitely like the one that had the most emotional impact for me and was one of my favorite docs that year. And so, you know, everyone had their camp because there was a lot of good docs that year. Yeah, and I, I remember like before the nominations, everyone had their one like. Three Identical Strangers, yeah. which like, famously did make the cut. Yeah. I, that was uproar. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I remember that being one. I, I haven't rewatched yeah. it. I, I, I hear. I, I think the thing with that one is the twist kind of makes you think the movie is better than mm -hmm. it actually is. Um, but I need to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, Free Solo. I, I watched it, liked it quite a bit. Was pretty mesmerized by it. Um, I still had it in my head though that well it's not as good as won't you be my neighbor which is a really shitty mentality that I've, i'm glad that i've like gotten rid of in the last like year or two is like having that idea of the moment it becomes into awards contention or there's like an arm like there's a race of some kind that i have to basically anytime i think of it i have to compare it to the other film that it's like going yeah. up against like especially the, the best picture fucking, are you you know sh yeah, 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 yeah. Like with Best Picture, yeah, it's usually a two-horse race or whatever, and so you're like, well, you know, you know, when you think of Green Room, you know, well, it's not as good as Roma. I mean, or because Green Room's a piece of shit, but like that's another. Um, Green uh, Book. Green Book. Green Room's a piece of shit. You mean Green? Green. <laughs> Very different. Oh. We've covered. We've both. covered both. Yes. We've covered yes. both. Listen, folks, it is 97 <laughs> degrees in my house right now. I have a fan going. My mind isn't great. I'm, I'm, I'm persevering, though. I'm like Alex Holland. I'm just going straight for it. Just using my pure, sheer This is like the Amy episode all over on. again. Very much so. Um, maybe I just have a broken brain. <laughs> oh that could be it. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I liked it. That's I guess that's really I don't have a crazy story for this one. It's it and which is kind of sucks because again this was the only one I've seen beforehand before we started the series. <laughs> right. Like you're like you wish I there just, was a better. Yeah, I watched it was that, like yeah backstory. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched it, thumbs up, and then I moved on. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've and when I think of it, as time goes on, it's you know it's kind of slowly gotten into the last dance um the michael jordan docuseries kind of frame or mindset of just a doc about a kind of a not a crazy person but like it's just someone who has no real empathy for other people or not or has a lack of it and is just so purely focused on one goal yeah. of athletics rather than any kind of personal relationships or actual like emotional um fulfillment yeah, I think that's what uh, Jimmy Chen um, kind of, like, yeah. realized as the documentary was going on, where it's like, this is a, definitely a portrait of uh, selfishness, and we want to make this a character study rather than uh, a visceral IMAX experience of rock climbing. It's Alex is much more interesting than, when, than uh, we initially planned. You can sort of get that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of rock climbing, and yet, uh, if I'm watching this separate from, if I'm watching this out without the, uh, without the context of seeing it in theaters, I feel like I just doesn't, it just doesn't stick the landing as much as I, uh, I feel like it should, at least. But, um, it's also, uh, just knowing how, uh, Alex Honnold is kind of 
bringing everybody into such a into such a dangerous uh, into doing something that's so dangerous i i don't know i've does anybody else ever feel like that this guy might be a bit of an asshole? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, he's, he's a dick. He's a dick. I, I don't know if he's... self-aware is the word I'd use to describe him, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah he definitely does not yeah. seem self-aware. But it's Im- it is an impressive he... Regardless, feat, so. right, of course, yeah. I think... Yeah. Yeah. He's not self-aware in, like, how much damage or how much, like, emotional toll he has on the people who care about him. I don't I don't think he's self-aware in that aspect, but I do think he has a pretty good understanding of who he is, as in what drives him, what makes him happy, and what he wants to do. Like, he's you know, I, I, I'm usually in pretty, I'm in awe, especially at this point in my life, I'm in awe of people who are just so, sing, like, just have just this one-track mind of, this is what I want to do, this is my dream, and I'm going to pursue it at all costs. It's because, it, like, the, the amount of confidence and sureness in pursuing something is, like, is, uh, I, I'm envious of it because it's, you know, I'm at a period in my time where I'm kind of unsure what I want to do in the future. And so seeing that and seeing him being so, like, fully aware of what he wants, maybe not self-aware in the sense of, like, how people react to him, but definitely just pure, uh, pure willpower into doing what he's dreams on dreams of doing and just doing yeah. it. He does it's, he w- walks the walk. It's you know that's that's like the admirable thing about people like him and like Jordan and Tiger Woods and like freaking like Tom Brady or whatever like people who just like actually do it instead of talk about it. Um it, it's it's he I, I don't it's hard to compare him to those like other like athletes because they've had such a bigger impact on the world than he has but that kind of obsession and lack of worry of how this might affect others in his life or how he might be viewed as a villain or whatnot like just being so just purely motivated no matter what the cost is it's um yeah, he's an asshole, but <laughs> to sum it up, he's an, an asshole. He's an interesting asshole. He's, a, he's a, he is an inter- he's at least interesting mm-hmm. enough, so, but maybe not. I uh, I also don't know how much of it, how much of him being exactly that does does enough to sustain the length mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can I can absolutely see it. Especially of this when he's being not like rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. This definitely c- you could make this into. Yeah, half an hour shorter, a forty-five minute doc. It they tr- I think they really do try to have him be like a fully fleshed out person. But I think, I, 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 but I, I don't think there's a ton of complexity to him in the sense of, like, I, I feel like you understand kind of the person he is, like the moment he starts talking. <laughs> Like, the moment he starts, like, this explaining why he wants to do rock climbing, you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> sure. Like, the, like mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah, I, they And they try to, like, do stuff with his family, or, like, you know, try to elaborate on that, but they barely really talk about it, and they make no real connection to any of it. They just kind of introduce it and be like, well, we might as well, like, add some kind of context, because I guess we don't have that yet. It, it felt like a checklist item when it comes to his, like, history of yeah. his mom or his dad. Like, it's never really 
spoken upon, or if he has like mental issues of some kind, or like a, a, a either a disorder or just like a general like a genetic uh, a genetic yeah. trait. I forgot about the part when they like, like literally they, went it's into like his brain. Like, like that was like if it was something psychological. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, because it's like five minutes, mm -hmm. and it like doesn't, and it doesn't really doesn't really show us anything it's just kind of like yeah he needs a lot of stimulation cool <laughs> so there were parts Figure that aren't out. working knew that. sure we we got it yeah. do you see the way he treats sonny yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's different i understand <laughs> i'm we don't need to see the medical research <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> yeah we don't need to see that his cer certain parts of his brain react differently <laughs> than others i had i had a right. I, I had a guess not to be all columbo um, but i had a hunch but yeah, <laughs> I think the interest, the the stuff that's interesting with Alex mm -hmm. himself, or is that wait, is it Alex, Alex or Hal Alex Hal Holden, Alex Hal Honold, Holden, <laughs> Honold, Holden for Mindhunter, no, um, Holden Holden Ford, no, yes. Holden can never climb a rock rock mountain. He'd like, you know, um, wait, Holden was never mind. This doesn't matter, um. But, yeah, the thing that's interesting about Alex is his view on mortality. The stuff with, like, you know, the, you know, the, being so casual with the idea of death. But the thing is, the, like, there's not, when he explains it, when he explains his view on it, there's not, like, a ton more to talk about. Like, he kind of, he does it, he does it pretty well. It's like... I don't think, I think of, like, everyone, you know, everyone dies, you know, you could die a million different times, this is the place where I feel most alive, blah, 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 like, mm -hmm. you know, this is, this makes my life... He lives in a van that's pretty sick. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like, okay, like, you don't need, like, 30 minutes of his, like, all of his philosophies on death when you kind of understood yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think we needed, like, a whole scene where him and Sonny go to, like, Home Depot and buy a fridge, like, <laughs> what are we doing yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it becomes... I understand the idea of it. Like like you said, character study. Um, you know, we talked about Icarus last week. And Grigori... And the reason why that doc I like more than this is because Grigori feels so much more well-rounded and so much more... I mean, he's a, he has a better personality, so it's hard to maybe compare. But, like, the way that... Uh, I forget the last name, but the director... Brian Frogel. How he, like... Frogel, how he basically gives a full portrait of who Grigori is and like the eccentricities of his family and also just how his just his view on life and it never feels like it's like I never feel like I'm like yes we've been over this I understand this part of Grigori I always feel like I'm discovering something new about him and like another side of his personality it doesn't feel redundant with Alex the thing is that he's so he's so yeah. blunt and so honest about like everything that you just understand it within the neck for the like we just understand like there's no there's no like, reveal, tells you what it you is. know like i guess they just yeah, sort of exactly. dig into the emotional unavailability that his mom and dad had um within the first half uh when you but they they do that and then like the mom pops in for like the only talking head and then it's gone <laughs> that's true yeah she's and only then, in like, there for one <laughs> a moment it's yeah it, it's a little uneven when it's trying to do the character study so much but when it's just pure rock climbing five <laughs> out of five like just God, those sections incredible are just really, really, really cool yeah mm -hmm. 
it's just uh, it's just amazing thinking about how somebody could uh, could climb <laughs> could climb such a huge cliff if without any safety strap whatsoever. And I uh, commend him for that. I I commend him just for that ground alone. But outside of that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel the same way for him. And I don't know the movie. The movie just doesn't really do all that much to make me mm, interested in him. Sure. Outside do we think that. the movie is like okay? I get why you do this. Or is it, or like, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe specifically I mean, for of. Alex, we understand, but like anybody else that would want a free solo, it's pretty, it's like, wow, that's, that's such, like the risk reward is so uneven. <laughs> I think Sonny says it best, like in the end, like near the end of the movie, when he's about to do the last climb, which he's be successful on, like when he's a, when, yeah, El Cap, when he's about to like the finale of the movie. When Sonny leaves, they have this, like, you know, kind of awkward hug, and then she drives away, and then they have a camera on her, and she talks about it, and she's like, I don't know why you want to, like, she, like, basically does, like, a, not a, like, a hypothetical conversation with, um, Alex, like, as she's being interviewed, it's like, I don't know why you want to do this, like, like, what, I don't even understand, like, the goal of this, it makes no sense, and she's someone who knows him better than anyone on this planet, and she still kind of doesn't understand, Mm -hmm. so I think the thing is, and I think the, what the movie kind of illustrates well is that you just don't, you're almost, you, you under, you can understand why he would want to do it, but you're just never going to understand the actual, I, like, the point of it, of the, I, like, or you're not going to understand why someone would do this. You would understand why he might want to do this, but someone just in general, just in like a general objective to have in life, you it, it's incomprehensible to want to do something like that to me. It's like it it just why? And I think that I and I feel like that they you know, they don't try to make this clean answer of like oh this is why. They they do try to And they don't manipulate the truth. Such yeah. A crazy yeah. concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that an MRI scan just can't. Uh, that's wrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Then why have it? That's the thing. It's that's a great point. It's like you you, if you're gonna be so if 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 it's gonna be something that's just in, almost incomprehensible to understand, and everyone almost says the same thing besides maybe other climbers. But even other climbers are don't don't totally understand why he's doing it because a lot of them are just regular climbers. They don't free solo. But mm. it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, then why are you trying to find this answer when there is none? Like with the like the parent, it, like with stuff with the parents or stuff with the MRI. It's like you, one, you don't even really try hard that much to figure an answer out through those methods or through those avenues. And second, it's just like those aren't going to give you like an interesting, intriguing answer, anyways, because it's because it's something so deep inside him that it's really it's almost going to be it's like impossible for anyone to truly, truly, truly understand. You can like logically on paper if you're reading it, and you're like, yes, this would make sense for someone with this kind of personality and these kind of motivations. This would be something that they would possibly do. But if you actually put himself, put yourself in his shoes, you're like, I don't, I couldn't, what, this makes, I can't, I can't even possibly just fathom it. Because it's such a crazy thing to do. Yeah, and even the, uh, the other climbers that they'll interview sometimes, they're they're just like, I I don't, I don't get it either. (laughs) They're just, yeah, like Tommy, Tommy Caldwell, who's like his hero and, um, idolized him from a very young age. He's just like, I, I mean, 
You could try, but it's just really hard, you know? Let's, let's just go find me somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, I, uh, I mean, I get, if he's just, I feel like, uh, just from watching this, he, I don't, I feel like all that I'm getting out of Alex is that, yeah, he's just some really self-centered guy who wants, who only wants to set world records, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's interesting, that's, see, that's something that I would be more interested if they really were, if they looked at maybe his relationship to fame and how he felt about it, because that's not really touched upon. Like, there's that one question of, like, how does it feel to be famous for doing, a like, for, like, you know, like, working, or, like, for pursuing your hobby as a dream instead of just, like, a job or whatever. Like, having your hobby be your career and being famous for that, how does that feel? And, you know, he answers it, and, they, and then, like, they move on. But they never really talk about his fame or notoriety or his relationship to that, whether he likes it, whether he dislikes it. Because I think the reason, you know... When we when I talk about like something like the Last Dance, which are very two different documentaries, but some again a, 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 a documentaries about like you know that have the subject of someone who is so like purely focused on accomplishing a feat of athletics, no matter the cost of his personal relationships. It's like they talk. They I mean like so much of the doc is about like this is how fucking famous Michael Jordan is, and this is how he feels about it. And, like, with Alex, of course he's not Michael Jordan famous, not at all, but he does, like, get interviews, he get you know, people compliment him, they, he probably, people ask him to autograph their, his book or whatever, it's like, he met his girlfriend at a book signing, it's like, so what, are you doing this for the fame? Are you doing this for, like, a, like, I think he's doing this because he just wants to fucking do it. I don't really think he cares about the fame that much, but... I would, I would, that would be an interesting thing, because there is no clear-cut answer on that, and there's also some, like, different ideas you can explore, and, like, give an unclarity to his actual, like, of how much of it is just his pure will, and how much of it is just, like, he wants to be more yeah, known, yeah. or whatever, or he wants to be, like, what, it, does he, is he competitive? Is he not? Is he doing it just, like, you know, stuff like that. Make it, center a little more, like, the athletics of it all, I guess, would be my... I think if you asked him, he wouldn't be like, the fame doesn't hurt. Like, I don't hate it. But it's like, I'm not doing it for it. Because um, rock climbing is like running. Like, there's no there's no competition. Like, you're sort of against yourself. And it's you're, it's not a game. Like, it's you're, you're just trying to complete a task that your body happens to take a toll on. Um, I think with Alex, he's, yeah. it's just this... He happens to have sort of a watchable uh, personality to go along with that. I would, I would just like instead of a useless MRI that adds nothing to the documentary, just ask him that. Ask what, what, what are your feelings about fame? I, I, I think in some, I feel like the doc tries. It is, it's almost too focused in what it's trying to do with Alex and how it's trying to characterize him. Um, I don't think there are people who say it lionizes him. I disagree. I think they're. Pre I think it, I think they're pretty apparent with how like his. Yeah, flaws especially with as a like a friend how... making the documentary. Like him and Jimmy were close. And, um... Yeah, and I think and, and even I I was actually surprised how kind of like Elizabeth Vassarelli. I forgot of, to like no this guy is like the co-director too. This guy is like horrible to be friends with. I mean like he's 
cool or whatever, and he's like, and he's passionate, but he's like, it, but you almost, he doesn't really care if you're worried about him dying or not. Like, that has no effect on him. Like, they're very, like, honest with that, you know, portrayal of it, and like, that, his feelings on that. And so, I don't think it lionizes him, but if you... It is worth bringing it, up that criticism, so focused though, on, like, I remember that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so focused on, well, why is he a thrill seeker instead of maybe just, like, focus, like, well, why is, you know, you know why why is he doing this with cameras? Right. Why? I, that's never really talked, like, what, what, what was, what's the point? Do you just want to show other people? Do you want, like, you know, it's that kind of, and I'm, you know, maybe this is asking too much, but if you're going to include all of this extra stuff besides the rock climbing, you might as well do something interesting with it instead of being so, like, redundant with, yes, he doesn't think of morality the same way as others. Yes, he doesn't fear death. Yes, 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 yes. Like, it's just, and yes, this affects the personal relationships around him. It just, it's over and over and over again. Like, we get it. We get it. I promise we understand. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that reminds me, I feel like I would, I would at least be more interested to see perspective outside of I would be more interested to see perspectives outside of Alex's when this movie does center so much when this movie does center so much around his achievements to the point that it, it just makes him look like, like uh, what's the okay what's the word I'm looking for it makes him look like uh... accomplished yeah 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 that I guess that fits like it makes him it's like every, we're listening to somebody who's super accomplished speak above everybody else who's a normie sure. and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. dude. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the and Rand kind of mentality of like, yeah, I got you. It's almost like he's mm-hmm. he's the he's yeah, his own like, worst enemy. This is why sure. I'm different. Yeah. yeah, like he's not a villain, but it's he's still like yeah, and it's he's not a hero. He's not a hero either. One second. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely you not. just when you just said his own worst enemy, I did that did remind me. Like I think the best thing they do when they truly just explore who Alex is as a person is when they talk about the self-loathing part, because that's just an interesting. It's an interesting idea to have someone who's so accomplished, like Jamie was saying, be like also being so hard on himself and feeling like his accomplishments mean nothing, and that idea of like he talks about like you know like when he's doing that psychological test before the MRI or after you know asks are you depressed and he like wait you know he like pauses for a minute and he's like hmm and that idea of just being someone who's so like like so successful and so like everyone praises him like you know unilaterally that for him to just also just kind of be like well it's not good enough it's whatever um that's I don't know. I I think that's the stuff they kind of get at pretty well, and how much of like how how unsatisfied he is with stuff, and mm-hmm. how it just doesn't matter until unless he gets like perfection. Yeah. yeah. I I do think in in a, in some respect that does make him just look like a little bit more of an asshole than he or um he already it, than he already comes off as just because as if he's already self-loathing despite having achieved this much. Despite having, you know, achieved something that's so dangerous, I'm like, yeah, okay, dude. Like, you kind of, you kind of mm. have, you kind of already built this much of a name for yourself, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's hypocritical, and I think, but like, hypo- like, there's a conflict of that hypocrisy that would be not hypocritical, but like, it's um, it's contradictory. 
contradictory. I think, yes, I think that would be the best way to put it. Because uh -huh. you don't think, you know, when you see these athletes and you see what they accomplish, you're like, oh, they must be the happiest in the world. And when they're like, no, I actually think I did shit. I think I'm bad. I need to keep working like, at it. Uh -huh. Like, it, it, yeah. I, and, and the, like, there's this whole idea that's, like, off camera, he went into this, like, really depressed spell after he bailed on the first climb that I would have loved to see. Because it, it also, like, brings out, like, how emotionally connected he is to rock climbing and that's like some real fucking conflict because it sounded pretty bad and you could just tell the moment he, like when he's talking to the other climber and he's yeah. like yeah i just bailed it was interesting I when he like, bailed because it's like I, I wish i got more of that where it's or it's like yeah there was there was no oh is he gonna do it but like when is he gonna do it and and that kind of it kind of exactly that, um emptied out some of uh the the tension that i think could have emphasized the doc as a whole yeah mm -hmm. for sure for sure absolutely i think one of the disadvantages of making this kind of documentary and something i've always thought about even when i first watched it is that you know he's gonna live <laughs> right you know he doesn't die because if he died they, who knows that? I don't know if they would have shown it, but two, everyone would know. True, that. everyone yeah, would know yeah, yeah. that the documentary is about a death. Like it wouldn't leave the TIFF IMAX screenings and without people being like, "Holy shit, that ending!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or yeah, or exactly, or like you know, RIP, or like you just Google his name and he's still alive. Like it, it's it, it's crazy. So it's like so one, you're I mean. Yes, it, what he's doing is... I'm still tense by it because it's such a... Cra like, just one, it's technically... It's just so technically well-made that you really just understand the consequence and scale of all of it, of him climbing and... It definitely feels like someone who's also a photographer facing the ground. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And so, just, like, you do understand... You are, like, it is still, like, tense watching him climb. And I think it's pretty successful to dock... In, uh, I mean, is that it's successful in keeping that tension, even though you know he's going to live. You don't know if he's going to be, like, okay. You don't know if he, like, breaks something, but you know he's going to live. And they, it, But it's so... I think the editing during the rock climbing is really well done. I think um, just the camera placement, whether it's drone shots or, like, hidden cameras with, within the rocks or, you know... They got a mic on him, which I was trying to figure out. Where do they put that mic? Because there's no way they put that mic on his body because I feel I doubt he would be okay with that. And he didn't carry, like, this, like, mic pack around because he would probably be like, no, yeah. this is restricting me. So I, I was actually really curious how they mic'd him up. I bet they just put it... I don't, I, I don't know. Because I, 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 you, you, that also helps, just hearing... Him just heavily breathing, it yeah. ad adds tension because you know you could just tell how much of how how much he's struggling. I love those um, insert shots of like yeah, his so foot like, going into the holds and like the fingers like hardly slipping into the cracks. It's pretty. There's so much of this film where I'm like, how did they get that? At some points, I'm like, well, that was. At some points, I kind of like for th for this watch, I was like, well, did they film that separately? Like, did he climb another time and then they try to get that one shot of his foot on this? But I'm like, I doubt they would do that. I mean, I guess they could, but it'd be kind of bullshit if they did. I don't know. It's like I at sometimes I'm just like, how were they able to just like get so close at also angles that wouldn't bother him? Because that's also like a yeah. thing that they talk about a lot is. 
we want to make sure that we are out of his way as mo- like as much you know, as possible. It, mm-hmm. But it feels so intimate the way he, when how much we like get into how yeah. he's climbing. And just going back to the idea of like, what if yeah. Alex doesn't make it to the top of El Cap? It kind of reminds me of um, uh, Grizzly Man, the Herslock Doc. Um, like we know, I'm I'm trying to find the person's name because I I know I like it's on the tip of my tongue, but like he he dies you know spoilers but he dies at the end he gets eaten by the grizzly bear and it's mm-hmm. and it's like the moral uh conundrum that you, that the filmmaker then faces of like well do i still put together the movie or or is it like do i do i use this to honor them or um this was this was like showing a life and, and a passion that that they had um for this one individual but i I think it's like her you know in that case Herzog just honors it so well at the at the very end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i haven't seen it i need to see it i haven't seen any Herzog docs i've only the only Herzog movie i've seen is aguire aguire or not aguire is that is that how you pronounce that aguire. 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 oh my god i'm such a <laughs> fucking american sometimes <laughs> aguire jesus christ okay. moving on um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to start anywhere, Grizzly Man's the, the place to place to go. Timothy Treadwell, yes, that's right. I knew it was like a, a like a two, the same letter in the two last name, last name, first name. It's great. Yeah, yeah. T T T squared. Yeah, but. <laughs> So, um, crap, I was going to say something. I totally forgot. But yeah, like, the disadvantage of just having him, like, knowing the outcome, knowing that he's not going to die, um, I think, I think they, like, I think they handled that really well, honestly. I think it didn't make, it felt like that weakness you know, wasn't apparent within the film because it's because it, it's hard. Yeah, like you're doing a high pressure situation. It's like knowing you know, like a character of an action. I mean, I guess most action movies, you know, the, like the main character is gonna live. But still, if you just you know for certain that he lives, that it's hard to totally feel that those stakes of when they're in peril, and with uh-huh. this being actual reality, and we know he lives, it still felt like he could fall at any moment just because of they just they get every angle of this thing i think that's what's so mind-blowing about how they did this was it just it feels like every angle that they possibly could have filmed him yeah. they did and it looks incredible it's interesting you bring up the idea of like where the camera the cameras and the mic was on alex and i was and i'm reminded now of um Vassarelli and uh chen were miking up alex in his chalk bag uh they put yeah that's yeah. what i thought that makes so much more sense yeah i was like they had they mike had to mm-hmm. be somewhere because it, it's just he would never agree to have it on his body there's just no way it had to be in his bag okay that makes sense mm-hmm. well we mentioned the relationship with sonny which gets a lot of screen time and just kind of shows mm-hmm. like the disillusionment he he's under just like there's there's more than just you trying to escape the world below you sometimes 
Or it's just where, where Sonny's like, yeah. no, be a normal person. Like, buy a house. Like, stop living out of a car. And it's like, um, mm-hmm. what the movie is about, uh, climbing El Cap. And the relationship with Sonny is sort of Alex getting pulled in two different directions. Like, do you want to keep being, I don't know if I want to say a daredevil, but someone uh, who's constantly, like, looking for an adrenaline rush? Or do you want to just settle down have a kid yeah. you know but it's it's like that's that's sort of the the conflict that doesn't come from uh from the rock climbing itself and i, I guess that's maybe i'm just describing the selling point but um yeah. no i mean i i think well no i i don't think i think like the interesting thing about that kind of relationship is because she's so aware that if she like gets between him and his dream that he's that he's gonna resent her and also that it's it's even though like his dream is fucking bug nuts at like she understands that it would be kind of shitty if she she was just like no you can't do this like you know like you can't you can't do what you want love but she is also very reasonable in saying but you have to at least understand the stakes <laughs> of it that's like her main thing is that it's not even like she's saying you cannot do this it's that like, please understand what happens yeah. if you fail just understand like the actual reaction and consequences of what could happen instead of just being like Sonia ah, at least I has die, an arc where she's like like I just want you to comprehend what will happen like I don't want I'm not saying no just like yeah exactly. really just or, think about this yeah. yeah understand that this is dangerous and that you could die I was reminded of how weird Alex was that's all I want when he describes Sonia as like small and portable or something mm-hmm. it's like, I that was that was hell. <laughs> hey let's <Yeah>. back up like <laughs> Um, you do definitely see him getting more human <laughs> as he goes along. Like, you know, at the end when he, like, went after he climbs it, he actually says, I love you. And you're like, okay, so there is growth. Like, even though he's still kind of that... We have footage know, of you saying the L word. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he calls it the L word, too, and I'm just like, oh, boy. It's so strange. <laughs> um, It's... He's... Yeah, he's definitely that guy. He's not. He's not like. He's not totally a stereotype, yeah. but he's pretty close to just the thrill seeker kind of California. Feels like he could boy. be. He feels like he could be a stereotype in mm. a sense. Yeah, I like it, you know, like you know, his eating habits. He lives in a van. Um, all that kind of shit. Um, he reminds me. Okay, my cut. Co- my other cousin. I've mentioned Anna on here a few times. My other cousin, David D five. He is this gymnast tricker who, when I mean tricker, he just does insane tricks off of trampoline. At least that's what he currently does. He used to be into parkour. He's gotten, like, five concussions. He's, like, a... He's a thrill seeker, not as much as, like, what uh, Alex is doing, but, you know, has jumped off of crazy shit. Used to jump off the top of the playground when we were younger, and I would film him doing it. Um, He's a great guy. He's much more emotional, like, emotionally in tune and, like emotionally uh 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 uh, mature much more than freaking alex like he's a good guy he's not like alex at all but he but the attitude of being so risk adverse i i it really i did really see um my cousin david in in that because the way i like you know because when you're do when you when you're known for doing something like some dangerous shit like that that people don't do you and people come ask you well why do you do it you gotten five concussions already. Like, why? Why keep going? Why would you do it? 
and the way he would describe it of like how much he likes it how much like you know how much he works at it how he practice it practice it how he wants to like perfect his form and his technique and his skill and what drives him to do it no matter the consequences that that like vocabulary and the way like that process of describing it and like uh really, uh, really explaining it in depth very similar to what like how alex does um, and so that like that kind of stuff is pretty interesting to me because it just it does get to that how some people just have that mentality of just being like, yes, I could like horribly injure myself. Yes, I could get a brain injury from this, but also it makes me feel the most alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that that that's the stuff. But it, again, that kind of thing doesn't need 30 minutes. No, absolutely not. That doesn't need 30 minutes of explaining. Like it's a it's a simple enough idea to like understand that oh yeah some people are very like risk adverse some people who just thrive on taking risks no matter the consequences like it's it's a it's a pretty universal not universal but a universally understood idea in not in the sense of like true understanding of like of how someone like or like putting yourself in their shoes but understanding why someone would ha- would want to do that not necessarily you but why the the idea of the methodology and motivation behind that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's like people who can balance um, the work-life thing. It's it's like you can't really understand that. But with people like Alex, it's like yeah, yeah, man. Just you just gotta keep tra- like chasing that dream. <laughs> this, yeah. And I've talked to my cousin about this movie before. I, I forgot how it was mentioned, but when he talks about Alex, it's much different than how we're talking about him. He talks about him with like admiration. Mm. Like it doesn't. It, it's not like he like deifies him, but he definitely like says, "Yeah, man, that dude like that dude's so good. He does such crazy stuff." But he's like, it's he has that different perspective on it of like how much he respects the tech like the like the true technique and details of it all and what goes into it rather than just being like yeah that's crazy but he's also a prick <laughs> um he doesn't focus so much on the emotionality of it or like the um or like um his like behavior in his relationships he's like when he talks about alex the few times i've talked about it with him is that he talks about the skill first which is understandable but a lot of this movie is about his like uh his, his like flawed relationships and how he like work and how he deals with them and his flaw and like how flawed he is when it comes to like maintaining healthy relationships and so it's interesting though that like that's that's yeah deep that's my cousin's first yeah, takeaway interesting and i think it's just because he comes from that yeah, kind of they, world. some people just get it yeah and i guess it's interesting like there's a lot of athletes who are pretty toxic and sports can drive you to have built up an ego over the the length of your career you know alex is not oj simpson but i guess like oj yeah was not uh always the charmer that we that like he was made out to be by close friends right like that switch from like a pretty nasty um nasty person to like a like someone who can who can really charm up a room it's like you know, so apparent, but I guess like it's that it's that thing of just the drive to always like never feel satisfied, um, 
and the congrats they never they are meaningless Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing with OJ, he was also just so much more driven by fame. That yeah, it's... Yeah. But, but, I mean, the thing with OJ is why he was such a compelling presence, even, you know, why he was worth eight hours of a documentary, is because that switch you were talking about, that idea of he can just flip it on and off, there are two sides of OJ. With Alex, is there... Is there two sides of Alex, or is it just Alex? You know what I mean. So that's the it, so that might be the issue of centering so much of the doc on his personality and his psyche is when it, 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 he's not the most engaging guy. I mean, it, like what he does and how he thinks about it is interesting, but him as a personality, he just seems like you know, like I said, he's like that guy. He just seems like kind of a stereotype when you really get down to just him just like talking for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if he was the talking head in a in another rock climbing documentary about another um, person they just be like oh okay i guess we're going mm-hmm. back to this guy <laughs> like it's yeah exactly even if he was the he would side yeah character. he would definitely be like oh there's that guy who was in that documentary mm-hmm. but he definitely wasn't the highlight of the talking heads i do pers- again we i like to highlight anytime there are no talking heads in a doc we cover there's maybe i guess you could count one or two but Anytime they do a talking head-like interview, it's usually, like, in an intimate place. Like, whether it be in a van or, like, while someone's like his mom. driving. It doesn't feel so structured and stiff and stale. It feels like something natural, like a natural conversation yeah, or a natural that's true. confession. Yeah. Something much more intimate. So I really respect that. I'm glad that, you know, it, again, a lot of these docs have the tendency to be like, oh, let's do talking yeah. head now, talking head there, you know, to, like be the main driving force of any kind of narrative and there's not much breathing room between them i really applaud them yeah exactly it doesn't feel jarring it's kind of unsettling to think alex does so many talks throughout the country where it's just like wait like how many kids are going to take the wrong lessons from this guy it's just like no wait this is not how a person is supposed to be exactly yeah it's i mean he he seems like like, he has, like, good intentions with some stuff. Like, of course, that nonprofit seems pretty dope. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like he's spending much money at yeah. all, um, besides maybe the new house. I, I'm, at one point, I'm like, he's living in a van that's before him and Sandy move in together. I'm just like, what, what are you doing for all that money, bro? Where is it going? Yeah. Is it this there? Are you, like, saving it up? But, like, where, where is it going? Like, because he said a third of it is to the nonprofit. I'm like, where are those two thirds? It's just, it's just like, know. workout t shirts and. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, the, his, is his bank account crazy or something? And it's like, if he is saving it, what is he saving it for? <laughs> I'm really interested, because it's just like, because it's like, what, do you, what does that kind of guy do with money? As you can tell, when he's like getting the fridge or whatever, he's just on the phone. Like, he doesn't care about furniture or appliances of any kind. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I just need a cot and I need like a blanket and maybe some food. It's a little bit of like the ending to the Hurt Locker, like Renner. Um, is in the grocery store in one of those last scenes where he's just like, all of this is just nothing. Like, it's so minuscule to being out in Iraq, but then, like, once he returns, it's so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, the the doc certainly suffers um, from having, like, the wrong protagonist. Um... But yeah, the rock climbing is still dope. Yeah, the, rock the thing is, like, is the doc. 
is what'll at least make it worth watching. It just yeah, that's what won at the Oscar. It wasn't Alex. It was that like the rock climbing because I get a lot of these, a lot of people probably saw it in theaters, and it's just that it's. It was also like true, like really successful yeah. at the box office. Like one of a lot the of most people successful made, docs. made a lot of money. Oh yeah. But if you're, I mean, besides like a Michael Moore doc, it was like really successful. Mm-hmm. Like like one of the more successful docs ever. Is that a crazy mm-hmm. thing to say? Or at least in the last like five years. It made whatever. eleven mil, which is pretty good. Or no. Yeah. I just remember hearing like uh, really good yeah, things. Like twenty-eight mil. It's pretty good. Um, twenty-eight, oh, 28 mil for a doc okay, is really wow. good. Um, speaking of Michael Moore, yeah, he had Fahrenheit 9-11 out this year, if you guys saw that. 11-9. Yeah. 11-9, yeah. Yeah. Sequel, yeah. you see? This is, this is what we're doing here. was the date of the presidential election. Yes, yes, yes. Right? That's why it was 11-9? Yes. Because mm. it was November 9th? I, yep. Michael, you silly goose. Never done anything wrong, right? Title. Yeah, boy. What a guy. Um... Yeah, like I think the thing the thing with this doc is that it's you know we're we're focusing mostly on the criticisms, but the thing is, is like for its actual craft, not being like the most engaging thing when it's not the rock climbing, rock climbing but its craft is pretty, like I don't it, it I don't flawless is a exaggeration, but I like I don't have a criticism yeah. of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't have like no they should have filmed the rock climbing scene like this. Like it's just kind of for what you're how. For how someone can film rock climbing, I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. like, perfect. Like, no, I don't yeah, know how it could be better. I think rock climbing is inherently cinematic. Because you just have one person mm-hmm. on the side of a mountain. Um, and just these grand sweeping, vi- like, vistas around them. And it's it's just, like, it's going to look gorgeous no matter where and who it is. Yeah, especially when you feel like in fucking Yosemite, like the most gorgeous national park in North mm-hmm. America, or one of them at least. But like, um, but the thing is, is like, how the fuck do you get those cameras up there? I think that's the great. I think that's one of the most in, like interesting things about the documentary in general is yeah. the making of it. And I like how they understand yeah, that. Wa- like, I would want to see a movie about yeah, the making yeah, of Free yeah. Solo in that note. <laughs> Yeah, like they see, and you see some of that kind of movie, like when you get, like when Jimmy becomes an actual, like the director becomes like, mm-hmm. like an actual character in the film, like when it's it's him. I th- and I think he's really smart to do that because I think that's a because when you're watching this, you have to ask just like, well, how is this even possible? Because I think it would be a bad idea because some documentaries they like to, you know, some documentarians are like, I need to be invisible. I can't even have my presence be known. I can't even have it be even thought of i must be completely i must you know blend into my surroundings and be just this watchful eye rather than any kind of participant but when you're actually part of the rock climbing you have to kind of be a part of the story because you're you're and also that you that you affect the uh affect alex so much with how much he can be bothered by the actual cameras on him that you have to address it and you have to be pumped and that has to be part of the narrative it has to be or, or people are just gonna be like well what, what what the fuck like how how are they even doing this why is he comfortable with this yeah that kind of shit um and so i think he and and also he gets into the more ethical question i i, I really appreciate the documentary is having this ethical discussion of why it's making itself mm-hmm. i think that's fun when it's like are we should we be making this like are like is this okay because if he dot like they're like they have 
I, I can't think of another time when, like, in a doc, like in the middle of a documentary, they they're stop talking everything. about why they are making this documentary or yeah. if they should. Um, it's pretty harrowing around that same time when they go through all the people who have who have died doing this. It's just, are you just going to be another mm. like name with your birth year and your death year and a dash in between it? You know, it's yeah. And, and I don't really think Alex seems phased as much as he is like taking it in as um a possibility but to him it's more like a possibility like what if he sneezes while he's climbing right yeah right (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think of that yeah what if he like this is a weird hobby you guys yeah even though it's fun it's fun but it's a weird hobby you should really you know if i were to like have a criticism against alex um wear a safety net and, and like rope I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that i i now kind of do but like this movie even though it like also shows how dangerous it is it did kind of sell me on like maybe we should yeah. just try rock climbing obviously not free soloing but like you know like i'm not gonna go straight to free soloing which would be a crazy jamie would you like do. to try rock climbing um Oh god! I mean, I would, but if I have a safety yeah, net at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You I'm not gonna jump right gear, into free soloing. Always. It's terrifying. Um, I, so, with, which is surprising. I think it's because, like, again, I think it's just also just so well made that you're just like watching it. And you're just like, man, that fu- that shit looks dope from <laughs> up there. Like just all of those trees and just. It, I mean, I also think. Um, I just love the color of this film. It's yeah. so vibrant. You just like feel like you're in the middle of nature. That's why I wanted to see it in theater so bad. Even if I'm not like in love with the movie, it's like it ha- it feels like it just needs to be seen in theaters because it's just you especially in IMAX. It's definitely one of do you I don't know like what museums you guys have been to, but you know those museums that have an IMAX yeah. like yeah. IMAX theater um, in them. The this would be yeah, something totally. they would That's show. Yeah, totally. That's really good. It's a good observation. But it would be like thirty minutes long, and it would be about this guy, and it would be mostly rock. Um, the there's a museum in Boston that was uh, showing Persona, and that was pretty. That was pretty cool. It's, it's like holy shit. Yeah, because oh, I mean, wow. like it was definitely when, or it was Persona and Seven Seal, um, back to back, and it, those are definitely examples of movies that are, you know, they they. It's not a silent picture, but it acts like one. And you can sort of still tell yeah. a story with uh, without dialogue. Uh. Did Bergman shoot those <laughs> in IMAX? <laughs> it's, was he the he first one to shoot IMAX? Ten. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's all digital, all fun digital. fact about Bergman. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we need Amar Bergman to weigh in on the digital film debate. Yeah, he's dead. So that'll be what's the um, what's the doc with like all those filmmakers and they're talking about the the future of shooting on film. Um, oh yeah, like yeah, James um, Cameron, yeah, Nolan, Nolan. Uh, shit. Yeah, it's oh, something. Sometimes. One of us yeah. will get. I didn't watch hang it, on. but I know. Hang about on. It. Just, just look up stall. a famous director. Go to their go to the self <laughs> go, go to the self credits on IMDb. And right, I'll go Jim Cameron. Be in there. If it's in the mid, if it's in the like, if it's in the 2010 decade, maybe we. I guess 
I don't know. I don't want to cover something like that. That would be so <laughs> no, bad. That'd be, that'd be like, kind of hard, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just talking about... Oh, it's about side by side. ...while we're talking about a movie. Of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Side by side. <laughs> oh, it's on Tubi right now. Shout out to Bryden. <laughs> yeah, Fincher, the, uh, Danny Boyle's in it. Start, Lena Dunham is in this. Uh oh. Is, is Bryden just like no, no, no. General Tubi, uh, he spokesperson or something? I mean, that is never yeah, a bad Bryden, thing to um, we have a. Yeah. We have a we have a friend named Biden. All three of us because we're all in this uh, group chat, and um, Bryden is like our Tubi spokesperson. Just like a mascot for Tubi itself. Tubi rules, man. It's great. It's free. It has ads. A lot of good shit. A lot of Tony Scott is on there. Fun fact. Well, not a lot, but like Deja Vu or whatever and like yeah, Domino. Domino's on there. Lots of... I need to watch those. Abel Fryer. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about before... We got it. Um... We got feel like i think the issue of this doc is just it's not right. that complicated and it's mostly rock climbing <laughs> and so it's like or not mostly like half of it's rock climbing yeah yeah that's true do we remember mm. like any other moments from when it was coming out like what i don't know like is there yeah the like discourse, discourse yeah i mean i remember a lot just, of the discourse of those... personally um just lots of it was was hardly on the rock climbing. It was just Alex and Sonny and, and their relationship. But I guess that's the fun part, almost, where it's just this toxic guy is no reason, like, like pretty mean to to this this girl who genuinely likes him. Um, but I guess it's only because we want him to compartmentalize the rock climbing and the intimate relationship so badly where it's just like wait this is so like easy to us to like separate the two but mm-hmm. yeah hmm. I, I i am I, I do want to mention sonny because she is kind of great in this talk i don't know she's so it's like she's just super comfortable with the camera which is surprising because she's kind of like she's just kind of dropped into it because like she's not like a rock climber or anything she's just part of alex's alex's life and she just becomes like the secondary character of it all just by happenstance it feels like and she's just super comfortable and uh and like charismatic with like in the ca- like with the camera and it doesn't feel like yeah, stilted yeah. or whatever or like like it, yeah. it doesn't feel like they're being invasive like she's super just like chill around it which is like i'm i don't know i, I don't feel like everyone could do that and mm-hmm. hell, she feels more comfortable with the camera than fucking Alex does, which mm-hmm. is surprising to me. Because I don't, I don't know. I just if you're just someone who's not this, this documentary isn't I mean, about I, her. And I would have guessed that. I would have guessed that um, being around somebody who, uh, who, who just basically puts everything on himself to just determine to climb, just to climb the fucking <laughs> cliff. If I imagine that she, I imagine that she would have a lot yeah. to say about that. I imagine that she would have a lot to say about that, especially if that's the sort of attitude that Alex has. Honestly, <laughs> true. It's true. And she's not afraid to say it, which makes yeah. the documentary better. Because if she wasn't comfortable with the camera, that and that, and since that's such a big portion of this movie, that shit would suck so bad. Because <laughs> oh, it's just, just like you would just. That, 
that just reminds me of uh, one of my uh, one of my friends who wrote this letterbox review for Breezel. It basically just said, it just said, turns out the hardest mountain for Alex to climb was love. Not JK. It was the giant. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there's some pretty good reviews on here uh, about Breezel. So it's like. You know, one from Stuart Elliott. It says, my friend Jimmy did this last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Joker review. You guess not, yeah. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this movie was kind of meme... Yes. Memeable, yeah. if that's a word. Like, I feel like people... Like, it was definitely, like, a m- movie you could joke about. You know, it's not, like, something morose or whatever. Like, it's something that was pretty, like, man, look at this guy. Isn't he crazy? And, like, you know, there was... There was... It, it seemed like the discourse was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't seem insufferable or whatever. It just seemed like, I don't know, this that was pretty crazy, man. He climbed that shit. That was, all, that was awesome. Yeah, it seems like you just sort or, of like, went through sucks. the and then, like, normal on. fall festival circuit and then just yeah ended up winning the Oscar. It's definitely the safe choice mm-hmm. for totally. to win. It's definitely, like, and they tend to do that. Like, 20 feet from stardom, um, you know, Doc I like is safe. Searching for Sugar Man Icarus safe. Icarus is a little safe. Um, like, Icarus safe. OJ, out of all of them, I think is, like, the only, like, risk. It's because of, like, the formatting mm-hmm. issue of, like, is this a movie, is this a TV show? But besides that, all of the choices this decade have been pretty safe. Like, there hasn't been just that one, like, wow, that one, really? <laughs> I mean, like, Citizen Four, I don't know, it was so caught up in the whole movement of it all, and it was so timely that it just felt, it also it kind, kind of felt, felt obvious, safe, even though yeah. it's about, it's a... And everyone just kind of rallied yeah, with I mean, it. Yes. That one... I think it is, like, the politics of how critical it is of, like, that current administration, while, like, Hollywood is very much like a neoliberal kind of um, industry, I think that might be the one risk with that movie because it's very much critical of the Obama administration mm-hmm. and basically says they fucked up, um, and that they're they're doing really fucked up shit. And so it's like maybe that could be viewed as somewhat risky. But again, it's just so timely that it's kind of just like, what what else were you gonna yeah. choose? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going through other reviews like. White people are fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> oh, free solo. Mm. Yeah. It's there's a lot of good jokes to be made. Uh not I just there's just like like we talk about, there's just not a, like a t- totally like deep conversation mm-hmm. like to be deep debate or conversation to really have about this movie because it's so it's so visceral, but it also it's so like there's nothing too greatly deep about it either it's like pretty on the surface yeah and i guess that's the nat geo of it all too or it's just a yes it very much feels like a nat geo it, i i and i think i'll say the same about um oj where it's like i'm kind of glad that a nat geo won if it, it, no matter what it was the same that i'm glad to see um a 30 for 30 win because it's just there are so many out there and this is just kind of a nice recognition. Um, and there's just dozens yeah, yeah. Uh, being made. And it's not Netflix, not, yeah. and it's not fucking Amazon or whatever. It's not a Weinstein, which which they had a few this decade wins. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah, Weinstein. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Jamie, they won for uh, Inside Man and... Uh, or no, um, no, Inside uh, Man yeah. was... Uh, Inside uh, Job. Oh, wow, Inside job, okay, look definitely. at us. Um 
No, no. Yeah. Say, hey, wait, I'm not the only wait, one. Wait, 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 I'm safe. That? Inside Job was so many classics. I made a mistake. In a, yeah. I'd made two mistakes in a row. Okay. I believe Undefeated was Hell Weinstein. Yeah. Weinstein's, but yeah. Oh, yeah. right, that yeah. one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, oh. A movie everyone has seen. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. has seen yeah. that movie. Everyone remembers. It's like the most viewed movie ever. Uh, but it was, it was that, yeah, it's such a weird they were, It's. <laughs> they were undefeated. Yeah. Wait, no, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't undefeated. <laughs> that is a dumb title. Coach Courtney. Coach Courtney. Man. Um... Um, yeah, should we get into the other nominees or like, do we want to yeah, keep on climbing? I, mean, I, I, I still want to just. No, no. no, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Are we gonna keep climbing? Are we gonna keep climbing this uh, this huge cliff that is the free solo discourse? Yeah, yeah. The free. Are we free? Are we free soloing this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I oh guess boy. we are free soloing this episode. Would that just all. be one? Would that just be one of us doing the whole episode? I feel like that would be free yeah. solo without Is it a just microphone. You? Like I feel like, yeah, like you, you're gonna free solo yeah. like the like the dread episode. You know, it's like like yeah, oh, you're gonna free solo uh, the venom you're not episode. Speak yeah, the yeah, yeah, word. yeah. Free solo the venom episode for sure. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. What's your I'll, catnip I'll of like maybe. a 2010s movie? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, those are the yeah. main two, just because they're. That'll just, be your free solo. It's because it's hard to say. Yeah, it's kind of it's hard to say like a movie that everyone loves. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it ha it's like Venom and Dread are like my <laughs> movies. I mean, I know other people love those movies, but yeah, like you they're built mine. a brand. Um, yeah, like they're 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 like not everyone just wants to not wants to talk about those movies mm -hmm. at all times. I do, so that's the right. You run into people in the street um, and you're like, "Will there be carnage in September?" It's true. I mean, there yes. will be. That's the great thing. I mean, hopefully, possibly. Let's Please. hope that there is at least. I want, I want carnage so bad. I just want it to happen. Um, I watched. I've watched that trailer like too many times. It's You're not, watching it as we're recording like, this. Whole... We can hear the the background. <laughs> yes, it's actually true. It's actually true. Um, you know, catch up. That was a fun bit when you know Venom did. Oh, we'll talk about it. Um. What was I gonna say? Yeah, no, uh, I think the, I, I do just the rock climbing stuff is just truly I can't praise it enough. Even though we've been mostly critical of this episode, I actually do enjoy the doc. It's, it's definitely like I, it's very watchable. It's not too long, and there are certain like there are certain discussions they have in the doc that are at least like interesting to just ponder a little bit. And you know, it's it, it sometimes it, and you are still trying to solve why the fuck would you would you ever do this as you're watching it just like why 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 um the music's pretty good yeah i like the score um, it's it it, no I, I, the music is great um it's from marco beltrami he did like yeah i, I looked i looked i looked oh, this up logan. yesterday yeah logan uh snowpiercer world war z so a, a quiet place I like him. yeah i yeah. like him a lot uh solid like journey he's a bit of a journeyman but he's yeah, yeah. but he's like he has a style like, certainly style to him sure the homesman quiet uh, uh yeah that has solid little score yeah. there you go uh did he do watson and holmes <laughs> you mean holmes and watson oh my gosh ah, holmes and watson. oh my gosh today oh, man today. i was oh, all I over it remembered yeah. real masterpieces like that <laughs> you said so more hey listen i was gonna say masterpieces movie. that have made an appearance in the show that. so um 
we trying to talk. I, I yeah. quite like that episode, though. Uh, Jesse is a delight. Um, oh, Jesse's very fun. Shall we get to the other nominees? Billy Zane! He was in that. <laughs> Remember that? He like, appeared at the last second, made a Titanic joke, and he left. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, I you would love to watch? get your take. No, you should yeah. watch it. I was, I, I, I'm lying. No, don't watch it. <laughs> do There's I a good turtle I, joke. Do if I you, how about this? Though, let's do, let's do this, okay? If you can't get into Clifford, fire up Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's the, the obvious okay. turnaround. You know what? You got. Did we okay, talk you know about what? Clifford Jack, before recording? We did, yeah. But it's like, yeah. Okay, I was like, was that was that on the record? Were we on the record about Clifford? Uh, we were off mic on Clifford, but you know, regardless. Okay. <laughs> I. Uh, the big old red <laughs> dog. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> He's good a good boy. boy. Uh, should we get to the other nominees for 2018? Or any other thoughts sure. before we? No, I, that's it. I got it's all it. out there. Um, I like free it. solo. Uh, I, it's, I I'm critical mm-hmm. of it, but I like it. Uh, free solo ended up winning the uh, the Oscar. Surprise, guys. Um, Helen Mirren and Jason Momoa. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Helen Mirren and Jason Momoa presented, which is like a fun little duo. That's oh, the, the, right, that's like, like like um, one's like you guys get that's this. Great. So like one's a petite little English old English woman, and one's like a big old. Hawaiian guy who plays a superhero, like you can't get. Like, that's the thing about them; they can't get much more different than that, you know. <laughs> did Did you? Watch yeah, I, it? I've I've watched all of the presentations. Do Do they have sexual chemistry <laughs> when in that presentation? A, a little, a little. What? It's a, a little honest bit, question. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because like you see her in Fast Nine, and she and her and Vin Diesel are making fuck me eyes, and it's just like, oh what God. is with Helen? Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and our a few, ep- I think it was Sugarman that we mentioned Doc Now and how much I I love documentary now. Uh, Helen, they got Helen Mirren to present each of of the episodes, and, it, and it's very funny. Um, and I was I would like oh, whenever I see great. her in a movie, I can't help but think of like, hello, I'm Helen Mirren, and this is documentary now. <laughs> um, I'm loving the accents, buddy. I want you to keep doing them. They're RBG great. is also nominated this year. Uh, it's a solid little doc, uh, yes. you know. It's it's just it's like a sixty minutes episode on RBG. It's like, yeah, I, I yeah, got it. <laughs> it really is. It's it's pleasant. Right. It's you know you learn some things, and it's some it's not very critical or nuanced. Yeah. But you know it, it's a puff yeah. piece. But you know it's like all right, uh, cool, um, whatever. That was Jamie. Have you seen in uh, this one? Which one I get? R- RBG. Oh R- yeah, I've seen it. You know, it's the, uh, notorious it's fine. RBG. Yeah. It's it's a it's a fine movie. I mean, one of the direct I think the director follows me on Twitter. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of yeah. neat. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Man, you're just like laying it down. <laughs> Press screenings, you know, yeah, documentarians really following no. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. Next nominee was of fathers and sons. This one has been on my I radar since one. 2018. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, we had a great discourse about mm. this one. Huh? <laughs> um. Money in the Gap is our next nominee. Our precious Money in the Gap. That yes. is this the is, one. This is the one, is the one I, I think we all would affect. Yeah. It's, oh, for sure. Oh, it's, it's in my top yes. ten of that year. I think actually maybe my top five. Yeah, it's I masterful. Like movie. go listen to our episode on that with Pollyanna. It's, it's just, oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. I think about it at least. Yeah, once I know. A week. I know. I, I'm legit. Like that's not a lie. I, I think about it at least like, once a week. Why couldn't they just give it to? I, I don't. I know documentary. And, like I think something that we haven't really emphasized enough during the series, and that like it maybe 
what led to Free Solo winning was like documentarians vote on best documentary. Like it's not like best picture where everybody votes on picture, yeah. um, all the branches. Wait, is that for the nominees? I believe it's the winner. Or it could be both. It could be both. Okay. I remember there was a I remember there was a little weird process when uh, Hoop Dreams got shut mm, out. Yes. Famously. Yeah, and then yeah. they restructured mm-hmm. the whole thing, and I I can't keep track of it. If you want to figure it out, <laughs> Google it. Honestly, don't come to us for information. Um, I tried yeah. to yeah. bring information, but um, tried to bring information. <laughs> you say? Yeah. Why would you try? I know, this is I not know. like. Oh, um, um, Apparently, Clifford just got pulled from the Paramount release schedule now. <laughs> well, this is a crazy update. So that, what? <laughs> that explains why oh, it got removed yeah, from the Yeah, the TIFF website. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Are they just like... I, we Paramount, can... was, I think, understood that they yeah, aren't or, ready. Or, yeah, People we're, aren't we're ready just like, we'll be... It's Paramount, like, we'll, we'll be back. But, um... Yeah. We just gotta like we gotta fine out. fine tune some things. <laughs> Clifford's gonna be let out. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta make him more red. <laughs> Clifford, red Clifford's gonna be red, more let red. out of the cage eventually. He just needs a bone, you know. Yeah. Um, the final leash. nominee was Hell Hell County this morning this evening. Uh, yes. Very very, very good. good movie. Um, we've very we've good movie. talked at length in our searching for Sugar Man episode with Arlen and how great this is and uh, hearty recommendation from all of us. But mm-hmm. I watched that at a film at a um, a film class, and I think I was the only one who liked it. Or maybe I think maybe mm. like two other people. But it was like a twenty-person class, and I'm like the only. I was like the only person, and the teacher obviously. But I was like, yeah, that rocked, and everyone's like, I don't fucking get it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I think I need to give that one another watch soon. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's definitely it's there, you gotta one you gotta be in the mode for it. If you're not in the mood for it, you're not gonna like it. And two, it's just it's also like like you just have to buy into it. If you if, very you, if you don't, you don't. It's fine. Yeah, it's very like you know it's there's yeah. a style to it. Um, and like season four, this one won the Peabody, which is pretty pretty prestigious. All right. Pe- oh wait, uh, free solo. Uh, uh, Hell County this morning this evening. Yeah. Oh yeah, that fucking yep. rules then. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Glad I got something. I know it's too, it's too good for the Oscar. You know, like I I just I just think sometimes it's good and it really is good enough to be just nominated. So it's like folks who aren't into film but are into the Oscars can then look at the list and check it out. Yeah. Um, because it's like. And also, if they win, you don't. Uh, if they don't win, you don't get the hot course, takes yeah. where you're like, all right, Jesus. Because then, because then it's like, then if if it does end up winning, um. There's gonna be like backlash and maybe like since it has that best yeah. documentary label on it, it's like hmm should we reevaluate what makes it so great like um but then it's like there's just projects yeah, that are yeah. bulletproof to that like uh, Amy's and Four and OJ for me yeah yeah sure but yeah it, it's yeah. definitely like sometimes just like I'm glad it didn't win so we don't have because like every Oscar winner is like required to have a cycle of of, of insufferable discourse. If, like, the moment you win an Oscar, you're destined to have, like, it two years from now, everyone talking about it, and then two years from that, everyone talking about it, and it all just being yeah. horrible. <laughs> just being, like, absolutely when, uh, just, like... Oh, man, I remember the peak of the Roma discourse. <laughs> God. Oh my god. And, like and that'll crazy. happen like uh, in like four years from now it'll happen again. Hey do you guys are, do you guys I remember st- th- I still stand I, st- I still stand I still stand by Roma. Yeah. I'll just I'll Roma's good. We'll, co- we'll probably I mean, cover it. We'll Alfonso, cover it. Right, right, not right, so right. good. But yeah. Roma, good. I mean, Alfonso as the person, not, you know. 
I think he makes good films, but he seems like a... Eh. Right, right, right. But good, you guys remember good. Three Billboards Discourse? Mm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I, I really soured on that yeah. movie. Oh, that was just insufferable. Yeah. everyone kind of... I don't think anyone gained more positive after... I don't, I, I don't think everyone was like... I don't. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think anyone was like. You know what? I actually like this better now. I think everyone like soured, even if, or at least didn't change their opinion. Either you soured on it, or you didn't change your opinion. But no one like grew to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it was like so pitted against Shape of Water, which like for me those two um, were like the least notable of, of those nominees that year it's like ah oh, these are the ones that are making the finals essentially i like shape um, of water shape of water i would say i think this is the only one i think st- people still kind of do love from those i have that and that get out call me by your name and ladybird and phantom thread those ones at least that's a that's a very that's a very solid line yeah, dunkirk too then. Yeah. but uh yeah. oh yeah for sure then we have three billboards which is uh <laughs> A lot of people definitely do not... Uh... Yeah, it's very much the outlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that and Darkest Gosh. Hour, at least. Darkest Hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was nominated for Best Picture. Yes. Yikes. Well, of course, Darkest why would you forget? Hour. Yes, of course, the movie that everyone talks about. Oh. You know, the, uh, one of my, Don't interrupt me while I'm interrupting you! <laughs> I remember one, one of my friends uh, posted uh, during the Oscars, he said... He said that when they were doing the best actor, uh, when they were uh, give, when they were announcing the best actor nominees, the he just tweeted, "Time for the you cannot reason with it, Iger, when your head is in its mouth award." <laughs> I know. It's time for like the SNL Which sketch. Which is probably the best way to describe uh, impression. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I wonder what like. I thought he was okay, but man, I wonder I, what like I the was okay. like the handful of movies that'll be coming out of festivals that'll like overtake Twitter this year will be like if we want any hot predictions like in a fully formed Twitter too like because it's like no um I don't mean I don't I don't want to predict it because I don't know I don't know I don't I don't want I don't want to speak it into existence I just hope it doesn't happen I hope we all just be chill this year but we won't but that's and that's fine but I think that House of Gucci will certainly cause a ruckus like some way or another i actually really yeah 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 yeah. for his i think everyone does yeah it has it because you okay either you're a gaga fan either you're a driver fan either you're like you know it's like i I don't know like what else do you and or you got pacino in it like there's something Mm -hmm. for everyone yeah Mm -hmm. certainly you're a scott fan ridley not tony scott yeah um Tony is dead, unfortunately. R.I.P. R.I.P. Tony. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah. yeah that's, those are the nominees. That's our free solo episode. Uh, Jamie, think. I really wish Bing. I, I would have just died for Bing Liu to like jump jump onto that stage and accept that Oscar. That would just like all yeah, those boys up there. Know. Like that would have been a killer been speech too. Or it's just. Uh, <sighs> no. Maybe not. He's uh, like a kid okay, maybe too. Maybe not it's like one of the boys. Maybe not one of those boys though. Yeah, only two of the <laughs> boys. Two of the boys. Gosh. And then yeah. the other one can go take a hike. <laughs> I might I might have to like go watch Mind of the Gap after this. Yeah. Oh man. Oh god, yeah. Man, I don't man, I don't feel like crying crying like a baby <laughs> right now, so I think I'm not gonna watch it. Uh yeah. Yeah yeah. 
Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for for being here with us for free solo. Hey, thank you for uh, thank you for inviting yeah. me though, Jack. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is really fun. Um, we'll have to get you back for something you can actually choose next time because that's usually. Um, oh, perfect! I'd be down for works, that. Yeah. <laughs> Where can everybody find you on on the internet and? Uh, yeah, anything you'd like to plug or something? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, you can follow me over on Twitter at Firewalk with Jamie, and uh, you can also awesome. uh, follow me over. Uh, you can also follow me over on Letterbox at letterbox.com/slash Jamie Revenal, and I also stream games on Twitch at twitch.tv/slash pretentiousfrostlass. So, yeah, yeah. What have you been playing recently? What's, oh, what's I've been, been playing a bunch of. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of Yakuza games. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah, and I finished up. I did finish up God of War just recently, which is amazing. Yeah. So good. It's so good. So good. I, and it's and they and they just so that's gonna come out in twenty twenty two because they just delayed that and they also just delayed Horizon Zero Dawn. So like, yeah. I am. I'm, 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 I'm in a poor. Was it right for COVID now. reasons? Keep delaying, delaying shit that I want. Uh, no, no, I mean the people. Uh, God of War. Apparently the. the uh, if I remember correctly, I think Corey Barlog said that he wanted to uh, improve upon. He did want to do a lot more improvements on the uh, on the overall gameplay, so that so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Games are always like you know cyberpunk, all that kind of shit. Like they delay all the time. Yeah. It's like the mo I think it like more than movies or TV shows. Like unless you're a new mutants, like mm -hmm. mostly games will delay ten times more than movies. I feel like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Jack H. Reaper. Um. My letterbox is JackCreeper7. I have writing on film at The Simple Cinephile and Cineflix Daily, Cinema, etc. I'm trying to, like, do something with this Best Picture project that I'm currently watching. Like, I'm doing a Best Picture winner that I haven't seen every Sunday uh, for the time being. And I want to I wanna really uh, write, like, a paragraph or two about each one, but still... Oh, that would be that's dope. what I'm, that's what that'd I'm trying to look at. I'd read, I'd read that in a second. I'd read those as quickly as I can. <laughs> that's like my next thing that I definitely want to um, do. Everyone go. What's what's been your favorite so far? Ah, uh, I mean you're Gun to head. you're catching me at a time that I just came off of driving Miss Daisy, and I love no, I'm just no. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> duh, of course. That got me. Um, that got I'm me. I'm really, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I did not see Schindler's List before this. I had never seen uh, Unforgiven <laughs> before this. Uh, those were both incredible, back-to-back, uh, -back, nonetheless, uh, for me. Lord of the Rings trilogy was Rings awesome. Trilogy. Chicago was really good. That, that was, like, like, super tight and efficient. Um... But it sounds like Unforgiven. Titanic rules. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, you know, spit out any hot takes oh, at, at the very take, end man. here. That's um, a crazy take. I really liked Million Dollar Baby. Like, I wasn't expecting to. Uh, the Clints were really good. Like, they, they deserved it, you know? Um, I just came off Platoon. That, that, was, that was actually pretty rad. Um, yeah, I got... I got uh, last at the time of this recording. Last Emperor is uh, this weekend or in two days. This, I'm at the we're at the weekend and yeah, yeah. I'm excited to complete the '80s because there's not too many in the '80s. Right. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Mm. 
all about like Eve. From, I've heard from excellent things about. Okay. Um, all about Eve is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Midnight Cowboy. Um, I, I'm really interested in. Um, the Sting. I'm interested in. I know you've seen that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Sting's good. I like um, the Sting a lot. I need a yeah. That's a, that's just a fun. That's like the yeah. movie star movie. It's just like you just see Redford and Newman just going at it, and you're like, that's um, great. <laughs> I like I like these guys. I'm excited for like anything pre, 1962 because um, I don't think I've seen. Yeah, that's when you. I think those are the ones that I've seen the fewest. Like there were yeah, four yeah. in the 90s, I think. So it's for sure. It's like a whatever's the majority is. It's always like less exciting, but, but yeah, yeah. That's dope. Slowly right, but cool. surely. All right, everyone could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and on Letterboxd. You can follow me at Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. I just realized I wasn't following Follow- you on Letterboxd earlier, Clay, so I just fixed that I down. know. I just saw that on my phone. I was very insulted. No. <laughs> Jamie. Uh, no, that's not um, back. <laughs> Jamie, what? Um... Everyone can follow the uh, podcast Twitter account at ETTPod. You can follow the... Um, Instagram account at exiting 2010s um, where I post uh, things midway through the week instead of the day it actually releases and I might, I might keep it it's that kind of way. fun I yeah. don't know yeah, yeah. It's, it's different, different. I don't know just a good reminder of, I don't know it's something there's a bit of a conflict um, when you and I both post them on the same day so I guess like switch it up Maybe I don't know I, I'm it just it's just happening that way because I have horrible time management skills. Um, but everyone follow me or not. I already said that. I am. See, I'm just on it today, man. I'm just the heat. It's just got me on a different level. Uh, could send us an email at exiting uh, through the 2010s at gmail.com. Send I'm us still not on anchor over Aguirre, by the way. <laughs> Aguirre, yes, I know. I know. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to. Hey, listen, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like recover I, from inside man, inside job. So I'm like, it's really, you know. Yeah, they're We're both on the inside, man. From these things, do you get it? They're both on the okay, inside. Okay, just finish man. this. <laughs> All, right. All right, I think I appreciate that. Um, uh, you can yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars on any podcast platform. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, retweet anything you can do to share and get the word out on the show. Uh, that would be dope. Uh, get vaccinated. Uh, oh, I forgot to. Oh, to yourself, before you yeah, guidelines. before you say the last thing, um. American Factories next week. I forgot to say this. Um, Fiona Underhill will be here from the cut. Yes. School. Um, yeah, with not with a non-American. That's kind of funny. Just realized. Um, and this movie is available on Disney Plus and Hulu. Oh, is it, oh, it has Nat Geo and Disney. Okay, that's right. right. Or at least for American uh, folks. Free solo yeah. on Disney Plus. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's the Canadian. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, you know, star or whatever. I have star (laughs) over here. (laughs) Boy, you, you Canucks. I I swear. Um, yeah. Be good to yourself, guys. Stay safe. Wear, uh, you know, get vaccinated. Do what you gotta do. Be good to yourself. And as always, trans rights are human rights. Stop Asian hate. Free Palestine. Black Lives Matter. And catch y'all next time on Exiting Through Twenty.